0: Longer I can walk this straight and narrow. I can walk this straight and narrow. Too much longer, too much longer. Cause this town is killing me. All the sadness I can see has got me dead.
1: Welcome to Fat Camp Show number thirty-six. Fatbike.com presents Fat Camp, a more or less monthly podcast covering different technical aspects of fat and plus bikes. Look for all our shows at fat-bike.com slash radio or subscribe to our feed on iTunes. Uh, just a quick heads up on the show that I screwed up a description that was a little on the mathy side uh, when we were originally recorded this, so I edited in a correct description near the end and the audio is a bit different, so hopefully the transition isn't too jarring or too annoying.
0: The people keep on moving. Welcome and to the Fat Train Camp number 36. Glad that you can make it, folks. Ken and I are back for another discussion, just in case you're new to the podcast. I hear people do this <laughs> in podcasts. This is what they do. Okay? Uh, if you're new to the podcast, my name is Andy, and I'm here with my friend Ken, and we are the Fat Camp podcast where we talk about uh, technical aspects of fat and plus bikes.
1: Yes, got that right.
0: All right. Howdy
1: Ho yep there he is. yep from Ken.
0: It's the holiday season. We're recording this before. um we get to chill a little bit um Our weather hasn't been cooperating very much with us in terms of snow fat biking.
1: We haven't got a lot of snow, but we've had some really, really, really good winter riding for the last almost month yeah i mean we there's been you can find pretty good fresh snow or. Whining golden retrievers. Oh yeah. Sorry, we just start getting our
0: interrupt. People here. that listen to us always know there's a golden retriever that's gonna be whining somewhere.
1: Yep, yeah, exactly. Um, we might get a yelp here in a second because he wants attention. But uh, but we still uh, have some good rides. Yeah, we've we've had some really really good riding. It's like we we've got a couple batches where if you go to the right spot, you got you know six to eight inches of fresh snow. Yeah. And then, it's gotten enough to kind of keep it refresh enough for mid winter conditions that are yeah. really thin, yeah. you know we just haven't had you know any kind of like real base start to build up
0: yeah and some of the uh, uh, some of the some of the excitement is that we're we're kind of ending this shoulder season and we're trying to get into winter, and we'd like to to happen faster, but it's not, but um, yeah, so there was some excitement there, like
1: oh, there's it temporarily snow yeah um but anyway but we know um, like this weekend though it's sketch city you know ooh. we finally got down to the the gray ice yes you know it melted down to that so yes. some of my
0: students have taught me that sketch af oh uh, yes they'll say that yes this quiz was hard af i was like i that yeah as soon as i figured that out i was like probably don't describe my anyway um we've got uh a number 36 coming at you a, a brief outline and then um, we'll put you back back into those killer tunes, and then we'll come back. And we got to we got to talk. talk
1: about what we've been, what's at least been going on somewhat. Okay, all right. So um, we'll get to that, and then we'll get into like email and right, 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 some right. other stuff.
0: Um, well, what's up then?
1: Oh, okay. We're gonna do it right now. All right. All right.
0: Well, we, or we can take a break. You know, <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's, let's just get after it. All so right, let's do that. Yeah. Um. Not not a ton going on, you know. Like there's not like really races or anything. We ended up having the single track showdown. We had Global Fat Bike Day though. Global oh, Fat we had Bike a ton Day was going on now that I start to think yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. The whole list. Global Fat Bike Day was interesting.
1: Yeah, that was rad. Great ride. Yeah. Well, um, to we gotta we gotta like we gotta set the table on this one because it wasn't just a ride. <laughs> okay. It was an event. It yes. Was, it was a happening. It was. Um, so we ended up having a bunch of friends get. Uh, a huge-ass military tent yeah. installed, an ambulance out there that yep. you could sleep out of. Um, somebody's RV was back there. Yeah. Um, ended up having a conversion van at it, one point. There was and a thought.
0: fireplace. There was a stove inside the military yeah, tent. Yeah,
1: the military tent had a really yeah. good wood stove.
0: And, um, you know, it, it was a good ride. It ended up just turning into a shitty well, bed. You well, know?
1: the trail, like, dead-ended um, right into our camp. And right. so it was like this perfect location yeah uh everything got set up friday night um yeah. you know we had a really 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 good uh you know uh global fat bike eve <laughs> yeah you know ride shout out to mike peterson for the tent <laughs> yeah then we ended up having a great global fat bike day with a lot of people turned out which was sweet yep um and then you know it was like an excellent evening, you know, hanging out for another night out there. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was a very yeah. very Yeah, He got show.
0: really smart later on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone it everyone does. was figuring everything out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like,
1: yeah, that that was awesome. That was good. Had a couple of parades in there. I think I don't know. If oh you, yeah, we did
0: the parade.
1: Yeah, there's Ludington parade. We those had uh, parade.
0: we had the fat bikes in the parade dressed up as reindeer, hauling a little elf down the. Uh, yep down the road that was yep. good a
1: little, little sleigh action some there.
0: lumberjacks on fat bikes that was good <laughs> the tandem made an appearance yeah good
1: Yep. so sweet yep so that was all good um so we've had all sorts of fun stuff going on but and we had a heck of an election <laughs> let's just put it that way <laughs> anyway um yeah so and then like ride wise oh i've been spending a lot of time like Doing research for the Arizona Trail and just started training again and well and you've got like tires
0: coming out of your ears
1: yeah exactly I got a lot of stuff that I'm really excited to go ride so I've been wanting to do a lot of riding yep the um, uh, the RSD mayor is uh, in route
0: from uh, Canada nice so that should be showing up I'm gonna throw that in the test hopper that'll be nice probably by snowfall you yeah know, hopefully yep that'll be really to sweet ride that thing for eight weeks so. I'll have that coming out at FatBike.com s- later.
1: Not sooner. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else? But yeah, so like I've been riding those those pub wheels, the 27.5 fat wheels. Yeah. Thoughts? Um. Well, it's, I've been riding the Van Helga's on there like right. almost exclusively, and th- those are some just amazing tires. I couldn't think of a better tire setup for what we've had so far this year, with exception of this weekend where it got really icy. Why do you think
0: it's taken so long for you to
1: discover those? Uh, they've been
0: around for a long time, haven't they?
1: No, I mean I the I've always thought the Van Helga looked like a good tire, but okay. when the Van Helga came onto the scene, there was starting to be really good bigger tire options. All right. You know, what there's the Bud and the Lou, and there's some other things that you know were Beasties. all Beasties. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, like yeah. and You know, I ended up going with those. And I, I, if I was looking at a 26 inch Van Helga. Versus, you know, like, you know, the, you know, flowing Dunderbeast or Dillinger 5 right. or a lot of the other things like that, I would probably lean more towards the bigger tire. Right. But by having it be a little bit bigger diameter, it seems to, increase the, like, the sweet spot of that tire even more. Okay. And it's, it's a really, really good tread design. Okay. There's just too low a volume for basically how big a dude I am when there's other better options with better float. Gotcha. So having the 27.5 gives it a little bit more float. It still makes it so it rolls super fast. It's still got super, super good traction. Um, it's just a great all-around tire.
0: Uh, a little foreshadowing there, I think, about our discussion tonight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. We don't want yep.
0: to let the cat out of the bag, though.
1: No. Right. No, but I will say that, you know, they're it's a good like, tire. The, the, yeah, the 275 Van Helgas are super rad. It's okay. it's like I've had that is like the best tire I could be riding for the last month. I've seen then,
0: you do test strengths, uh, feats of strength and in test hills. Oh yeah. And, yeah, it's uh, like
1: it's super fun to try and do yeah. that stuff. I don't know, wonder well. like
0: how much of it is your skill ability though too. Uh
1: Well, but I mean the, this the, we're going to get into the weeds a little bit. But I mean what what I'll typically end up doing is um Either I will be riding with somebody else who I'm very familiar with. You know, like I totally know what their their strengths and weaknesses are, how right. I compare to them. Okay, and then I know what they're running setup wise. So it's like that's that's one really good barometer. And of course, everybody has good days and bad days and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But in general, you know, there's all you, you'll get those outlier days yeah or you'll end up having one of those, you know like one of those days where like you're going up these hills and it's like you're right at the absolute edge of being able to make it up there mm-hmm. and you know that's where like little differences can make a huge difference either you can ride the whole damn thing or you know you're walking a good chunk of it sure and you know that's where those comparisons to you know your buddies that you ride with can be really 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 valuable okay and you know like in the case of this van helga like I was like, man, this, you know, I've been riding, 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 riding. I'm mean, like, man, this thing feels awesome. I love this tire. But then I was riding with um, two guys, Brian and Scott. Yeah. Who are super strong riders. Straight up varsity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Brian was on a beastie setup. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Scott had a Lou on the back and a 2XL on the front. And we were riding in the deepest snow was maybe eight inches of fairly fresh yeah you know and like some of the shallower spots it would get down to like four inches okay but like when you get up into the hills that's where the deepest snow is so we'd be doing these super steep hills like we're just like spinning and just trying to like keep on going and um i had traction that was pretty darn close to scott with a Lou, and i was aired down more than he was but i had better traction than montan did brian did mm-hmm. with his beasties so you know it was like why? That, in that,
0: why in that case is a narrower tire help out, though?
1: Bro, we're getting we're getting into the, the later concepts here. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, <laughs> I hate into the weeds. No, you know? that is a question that we should get into later. That, right. That's going to send us off in a whole other direction. All right all right, so, all right. all right. All right. Yeah. Well,
0: okay. Let's do this then. That's all we've been up to lately. We're going to take a break yeah. with some killer tunes, and we'll be right back with a multiple of thirteen point two
1: five. There you go. Your fun in. In
0: a city of such ruin, because this town is killing me. All the sadness I can see has got me dead.
1: We're back to the snoring golden.
0: Ah, uh, yes, it has been a while. I want to apologize for being off by a half inch. <laughs> my math was yeah a little bit off while we were in the weeds there talking about about 13 Van yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway um you can email me no actually you're pretty good about checking it too you can email us at fat camp podcasters plural that's plural what are you doing over there ken you i pouring a beer okay all right all right all right all right so um so yeah email us at our plural fat camp podcasters uh, at gmail dot com um if it's uh an easy question i'll respond if it's not it gets forwarded but sometimes he checks it before i do i <laughs> anyways you can email us also we're on the instagram highly active <laughs> not um at fat camp podcasters it's also plural he's now he's drinking the beer yeah i'm okay. just distracted All sorry right. Um, so check us out on the uh, instagram and that's the only way you can get a hold of us thankfully we got an email from our friend graham out in Keene, new hampshire what's up uh graham thanks for the uh email i want to read it and um we'll see where it goes from there yeah i think it'll lead us places i think it'll be a wormhole ken and andy happy fat bike season hope all is well in michigan Thanks, Graham. Happy fat bike season to you, and all is well in Michigan. Uh, KBS has me excited about the new twenty-seven point five by four point five cake eaters. Have you discovered a good way to estimate if frame bike, f- if fat bike frames can take a twenty-seven and a half rim with that big of a tire? Very interested in trying that format. Thanks, Graham, or Graham from Keene, uh, New Hampshire. Um, so. Bottom line: How do you know if your frame can fit a twenty-seven and a half inch rim with a four and a half inch tire? Four inch tire?
1: Yeah, in that case, four and a half inch. Like he was—he okay. specifically was talking about the four point five cake. Yeah, but inch. maybe
0: just maybe any in, size too. in general.
1: Well, um, I think when it, when it comes to the twenty-seven five stuff, because right now that is kind of like the. The, the the big limiter on most bikes right now, if you're gonna to try to run twenty seven point five and you wanna run a full range of tires, yeah. is gonna be the diameter. Okay. It's not gonna be the width. Most most fat bikes are made for a tire that will go, you know, up to like four point eight inch or whatever. Okay. You know, it's like um some of the racier bikes, they'll only maybe fit up to like a four point five or four point six inch tire. Okay. But if I don't have a really good way of describing this, but if you look at the kind of the shape that most frames are in. Um, like basically at, at the stays, like around the tire. Generally, it's fairly round. Um, okay. You know, like if you have a tire that's four and a half inches or less, yeah, you're not going to be hitting on the sides. Normally, what you're going to do is you're going to be hitting on the top. In the case of the twenty seven point five. Okay. So the diameter is the really important uh, measurement. Okay. Um, it's not back in the day when everybody's talking twenty six inch tires and tires kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. It was like the width was always the really important thing. And then, you know, sometimes you get into different parts of the frame where it, it kind of tapers in and okay. stuff. But in this case, this is actually a little bit simpler. Diameter is the big limiter.
0: Okay. So how do you figure out if your frame can fit that?
1: So take your bike, take the wheels out. Okay. Put the axles back in. Doesn't matter if it's quick release <coughs> or it's going to end up being through axle. Most people are going to be through axle. Okay. Um. And then, as best as you can, measure from the center of the through axle to, like, you know, I'd say the sort of the center of, you know, your cutout on the chain stays. Okay. Do the same thing up to your seat stays from the center of the axle up to there. Um, you want to end up having. Minimally. I mean, your absolute minimum would end up being like a half a centimeter, you know, six millimeters at least. I think that's, if I remember right, the industry says that that's what a bike is supposed to clear minimally when they list like a stated tire size or whatever. But for fat biking, I'll be honest, that's probably pushing it. I I would go more than that. I'd go for at least a centimeter. So I'm measuring up to maybe that little
0: bar that crosses my uh seat stays
1: yeah yeah it, it depends on if you got a metal bike or if you got you know a carbon bike but you know typically it'll end up either being two pipes with a, one adjoining kind of yeah. forming like an h or an a kind yeah. of shape right you know or it's gonna have to be molded in and it's like just measure up you okay know, from the center of your rear dropouts up to the you know the seat stay bridge and then and do for the chain stay bridge
0: how do i know the distance of the wheel and then put it in then
1: at least as far as fatbike dot com goes, we try to always give accurate diameter numbers.
0: Okay. From the center of the hub to the top of the trend. No. <laughs> right.
1: Diameter would be from one side of the wheel to the other side of the wheel. So you like what you do is you take the diameter numbers that we publish, okay, divided by two, and that plus a centimeter, you know, is how much room you're gonna need for a tire. And and it kinda of like let me get back to why you're like I was talking about, okay, six millimeters, and eh, you know, it's kind of like a hedging. But there's a, a lot of times that fat bike tires have a little bit of wobble and stuff like that. When you manufacture this big a tire, your manufacturing variances get a lot bigger. Yeah. So, you know, it's very easy to be like, you know, oh, it fits in one spot on your rim, and then you turn your tire, and it doesn't fit in another spot. Oh. Um, and snow buildup is a major thing. So, okay. you know, yeah, you might be able to skimp on – clearance but in general clearance is a very important thing so don't skimp too bad and then i'm here and then the other thing is like the bike will flex when you ride it sure so the tire can end up hitting tubes when you're riding that it doesn't hit in your stand i mean i've heard about people having studded tires and carbon bikes oh no that can turn car. out really bad yeah so you know th- this clearance thing is not to be messed with
0: those okay you might have to edit this. I don't know. But that distance from the center of your through axle up to your back of your seat. Basically, like the top of the seat stay bridge yeah, yeah, or the yeah. chain stay bridge, I guess. Isn't going to be the way. same distance as to the bottom bracket, right? No, uh, they could be completely different. So You take you a, have to check both of them. Would everyone shorter then?
1: Yep. Yep. Multiply by two. and Yeah. So, and okay. I guess, you know, the, the other thing is most forks are going to fit a 27.5 no problem. Oh, because most most forks are suspension corrected, so they're really tall. Okay, you got a, a shite ton of room okay. at the top of the tire between that and the bottom of the fork crown. Okay. so it it's gonna fit on the front most bikes just fine. Like the the first gen Farley, where they had that funky little bridge, that you you might run into issues. I think oh. definitely. I don't I don't know what the measurement is, but okay. that's pretty darn low. So I'm almost positive we are gonna run into issues there. Gotcha. Um, and if you have like a non-suspension corrected fork, you might run into issues.
0: Okay. That's that's it then.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that, that really is all it takes to do it. Now that said, um, there's a, a lot of people that have their, you know, undies in a bunch because their quote unquote 27.5 bike won't fit, uh, like this this year's like kind of generation of 27 by four inch tires, like AKA the 40 uh, 45 North tires, the Van Helga and the um, Husker Duo they are bigger 27.5 now yeah okay so thank you thank you first of all I want to
0: thank you for having a clean mouth tonight I appreciate that
1: (laughs) I haven't done very well I've I've already had a few okay I I, I cleaned it up a little bit sanitized slightly
0: we have a few listeners that you know hand
1: sanitizer on a turd yeah Yeah, exactly all right so Um, okay what so the first generation of 27.5 tires. Like so if you look at the Bond Tracker, like the Hodag, um, I think the, it would apply to like the Narwhal. I, I don't know if you can get the Barbagazi in that size or not. But, you know, and then you got the Maxis, like, you know, Minion pair, the FBR, FBF. Yeah. Um, then you've got the Trin Cake Eaters. I think that's all of the all the 27.5 tires that were offered up last year that were labeled as 3.8 inches, but they weren't 3.8 inches. Oh. Like almost all of them are measuring out at like 3.6 on, and, and a lot yeah. of rims are only 70 millimeters. Okay. So what's what's happened is this year, um, and then there was there were some other, like Trek, you know, had their Bondragger tires, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I guess, you know, I definitely want to end up saying hats off to, you know, tracking their Bontrager line for making a full line of tires. I mean, they okay. they made these skinny little tires <clears throat> for 275 and then they made some bigger ones. They made some ones that are labeled as 4.5s. Um so, you know, they had, they're the only people that have really been offering a full range. And then all of a sudden this year, 45 North jumped into the 275 game and they are offering I think it's it's kind of it's conflicting. On the tire casing, it's molded in and it says 3.8 inch, but they, I think they call it like the Van Helga 4 kind okay. of thing. So, it, you know, uh, you know, who knows if it's 4 inches or 3.8. But it actually measures out really like a 3.8 if it's on an 80-mil rim. Okay, and I guess that's the other thing. It's like people aren't skimping as much on rims it seems like this year. They're going with the full 80 to 85-millimeter that we've known for a long time is kind of the ideal winter fat bike width for, you know, a good chunk of riders.
0: So is it that... One of some of the first generation frames to fit that size wheel doesn't fit the wider widths now.
1: Well, what what happens? But this is where I was talking about the big limiter is the diameter. Yeah. What's happening is that there's some bikes that aren't built to have that tall a tire. Okay. They can handle the width. Okay. So like. I, mean,
0: I forgot that they're also taller. Instead
1: yeah. of bouncing around, I'm just going to call us out. So, <clears throat> Salsa last year, their 2018 oh, Bear Grease. Yeah. That was the same frame that they had used in prior years as a 26-inch bike. Okay. And it fit up to, um, I don't know what you want to call it, like the 4.6 quote-unquote tires um, on an 80-mil rim. 26. Correct. Okay. Yep. So, you know, that's that's a very practical size. So it'd fit, you know, the, the flow and Dunderbeast, it would fit the you know, Dillinger five. Yeah. Um there's a there's several other tires that are kinda in that same range, you know. An endomorph. <laughs> Not quite. But um so we, that was that was a really versatile 26er, you know, race bike. Okay. But what they did is they they just kept using the same frame and they put twenty seven point five inch wheels in it okay because that was the hot race setup and that's the race bike the problem is that that bike was really designed for 26 inch wheels and it you know it it it, they basically shaved every gram they could off that thing when 26 inch wheels were a thing and they knew these 4.6 tires were going to be out there 4.5 or whatever you want to call it um but they didn't make it tall enough for 27.5 by a real 3.8 inch tire the first gen of these littler ones that measured out like 3.6 inches wide. Right. You any rims and all that other kind of stuff. You could squeeze them in there and you'd have enough room. Sure. But you can't run these Husker, like the Husker Dew or the Van Helga from 45 North.
0: Right. Revamped.
1: Which are, quote, unquote, you know, a 4-inch, 3.8, whatever yeah, yeah, the heck you want to yeah, call yeah, it yeah. tire. Okay. So, it was like, there's some people that are kind of ticked about that because... They're Like, hey, wait a minute, this isn't really even a 27.5 bike, yeah. And no, it isn't. It's oh, you know, I've seen
0: some ranting on that, yeah.
1: And and I guess, in you know, kind of sum all this up so this year, Salsa, so their 2019 Bear Grease is redesigned and it's got more clearance, oh, so it can fit the bigger tires, okay. But it's like you know, the 2018, which is the same frame as the 2017, 2016. I right, think right, right. it was released in 2015, but I might be wrong, you know same frame for that whole time designed to optimize for 26 yeah it happened to fit the first gen of 27.5 right. fat but oh. that's pretty much it gotcha yeah
0: okay so, so they they made up for it this year then are those bikes available yet
1: i oh, yeah, believe yeah, so yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah they are yeah they are.
0: I'm th- i was thinking of a different line of salsa or different some different bikes from salsa are not available yet yeah um yep well so,
1: so you know kind of just bring it all home yeah Checked bring out. it on home check diameter that is the big limiter okay. because these 27.5 wheels are really flipping big diameter wise okay
0: i'm gonna do that uh, not that i can uh, want to get another wheel set but that's that's it's i'm curious to know if it if it works for you yeah. for you You know something to do um so but go ahead
1: well i was just going to say an, an alternative to just measuring the diameter okay um, and this is not a direct thing that you can do yet, but this is this is a challenge to the fat camp uh, listenership. Okay. Um, so we're going to include a link in the show notes. Okay. Because <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe this is this is kind of a, a gravel randonneur dorky kind of thing, not fat bike related. But there's a company called Compass. Um, they they've been kind of on you know the leading edge of some of the stuff as far as lower pressures fatter tires for a lot of years yeah you know they're way into some kind of classic bikes and a lot of kind of gravel all road type stuff yeah but they carry a lot of interesting parts and tools and some of these things like that and there's a (laughs) um there's a guy han rossman of rossman cycles who's a custom builder who built like this like basically it's like it's this plastic template thing where what you can do is you can put on different size tires. And this, this only works for what I would describe as kind of common all road tire. Yeah. So like up to like, I want to say it's like a 52 millimeter, 54, 54. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So like, if, you know, there's some people that try to run like a 54 by 26 or 54 by 27, five on their road bike, you know, like their all road bike. Yeah. Um, and he has a really nice fit gauge, but, what he created could easily be done for the fat bike world. Oh, yeah. And it would not be that difficult to kind of do some really good approximations because, in general, um, every tire, you know, the casing ends up being pretty spherical, for lack of a better term. You know, it's like, or I shouldn't necessarily call it spherical. It's toroidal. <laughs> what? <laughs> but, no, like, if you look at the cross section, it's basically <laughs> the, the tire casing's round. If you, like, chop the tire in half, I've never heard that word in my life. I don't think I've ever said that word or heard that <laughs> word either. But it's a torrid shape. Yeah, toroid. Yeah, it's it. Okay. It's like if you ended up, like if you took the tire case and you were able to continue can continue around where the rim is. Yeah. You basically would have this donut shape. Okay. Okay. That's yeah, that's yeah. what a, a torrid or a toroidal shape is. I, I, I believe you. Okay. And. If you look at, like, from bead to bead, right. almost always what happens is that internal pressure on it makes that thing form, you know, an arc, a okay. circle, a portion of a circle. So, if, you know, like, if you, if you talked about, like, if you take the measurements we have on our side, or where we're like, okay, the casing measures, uh, let's say, 4.5 inches. Okay. Okay, so that's your diameter, that circle. Yeah. And you could basically work this back based off of, like, where... I think it's it's not the bead seat diameter, but it, you would have to bead seat diameter plus a little bit. And the bead seat diameter is like where the – on the rim, that flat spot where the, the bead of the tire kind of like bottoms out before it kind of turns up to the sidewall. Right. If you just basically got that kind of measurement where the – like in general where the top of the bead is. Wow. And then you just were able to put that round shape on the top – you would end up having a really, really, really good template that you could put into a bike and be like, yep, it's going to fit for sure. So if somebody were to make this, you could then cut it out of cardboard or whatever. You could just basically print it off on your printer, put it on a piece of cardboard or something else that gives a little bit of structure to it, and you could measure perfectly if tires would fit. I'm blown away. I if it would be a really easy thing to do. I just haven't had time to do it, so that's why I'm challenging our Fat Camp listenership. Okay, and if you email it to
0: us as an attachment, you win. You win a prize. We don't know yet.
1: You're yeah. You win. The, you're awesome. That's yeah. What you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're. I'll like, send you a prize. You are like stoking the fires of fat bike dumb for everyone. Wow, you're okay. giving back to the community. All
0: right. Nice. Uh, click on that link, get the feel yeah. for it, and then design it. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. Sorry.
1: Tor- get tor- little, toroidal. Getting a little darky there. Yeah.
0: Um, we're going to stay with this 27.5 thing because, well, because you've been riding them. Yeah. I, I got a lot of questions about them.
1: Yeah. And so, I mean, I guess to put a statement out there, oh. I believe that okay. 27.5 fat this year, just this first season, has finally come of age. You're making the call. I am. You heard it here on Fat yeah. Camp. Yeah. No, well, it's like I've been holding out, and I guess we're, okay. we're, where I'm coming from with this is me and I think a lot of other people have kind of looked at the 27.5 thing and been like, okay, there's some some cool science. What they're saying, what Trek is saying about this, Bontrager is saying about this makes sense. Okay. But the tire selection is just way too limited right now you know we we need to end up having the you know the tire selection fill out because we've got it so good in the 26 world you know it's we're basically you know with, when you go to 275 you're kind of like bumping back to oh okay you know I think the the Hodag was like the endomorph, you know we're like we got right. one tire and this is kind of cool right. but yeah. it's only one tire well and then it then it kind of expanded from there and yeah. like like you know i said earlier hats off to you know bond and Trek because they've got a full line of tires but it's still kind of limited. It's just like a couple tires, you know? We need to have that, like, spice of life variety of, like, a lot of different manufacturers jumping into it, and we finally have it. We got Tureen, we got 45 North, so...
0: Do you think it's reflective of what kind of fat bikes people are buying, then?
1: I mean, y- yes and no. I mean, no, let's face it. You know, Trek, they're one of the big fat bike brands. You know, we, we've talked about yeah. this before. Like, right? you know... um, there's there's a few big manufacturers that are really pushing the envelope. I I guess I was how I would put it. You know they're really putting development dollars into their fat bikes. Okay. And I mean that's Salsa and that's Trek. Okay. Those those are the two biggest ones. Yeah. Um, Surly has done a lot to really refine their designs too. But it's, it's kind of a different. You know they're not like pushing the envelope performance wise necessarily. Right. It's yeah. like just really good quality riding bikes. Um. But, like, Specialized, you know, they jumped, they threw their hat in the ring with the Fat Boy, which was a really good carbon bike for 26, but then they haven't done anything with it for how right. many years? Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's like yeah. they haven't shown it any love. Like, yeah. you know, so, you know, <clears throat> the the, the 27.5 thing, um, I guess I'm not really sure where I was going with all that, but it, it, other than, uh, I mean, it's really starting to fill out. You know, we're like we 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 have these two major brands. There's a bunch of people that are getting on tracks. So there's a bunch of people on 27.5 who are now starting to go. Okay, I'll, you know, this is a cool concept, but and I, you know, there's a lot of people like you know myself who have been kind of on the fence. We're like, okay, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a big dude. I'm a really big fan of big wheels. You know, I don't have any design considerations, any negatives associated with big wheels. You know, I've got a lot of power to put out I'm you know a big fairly heavy rider so a lot of these you know claims that you know Trek and Bontrager have made about you know being a more efficient way to get float because of the bigger diameter and all these other things Mm -hmm. really appeal to a rider like me so I've been kind of sitting on you know the sidelines being like okay this makes sense but the first gen of most of this okay. 27.5 mm-hmm. stuff was stupid. I mean, I, I, I hate to put it that way, but, it, you know, like, you go back to Trek's claims and what they talked about where, like, okay, the bigger diameter. All the way it, back to the interview that we did with yeah, Travis Brown. Yeah. And it's like, in that interview, when we talked to them, we were talking about 29 plus as well as right. 27 fat. So, you know, there's a little bit of mix in there, but the 27, you know, five fat stuff was kind of stupid when it first came out. Because you look at what they did is they, they made all these wheels that are like 3.6, 3.7-inch 3. wide tires. So the overall diameter is still like the same as like a 4.5-inch, 26-inch tire. You didn't really – it wasn't much bigger. Oh, I got gotcha. you. You know what I mean? I got gotcha. you. Yeah, So it's yeah, like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. this, this the whole thing about, well, bigger diameter makes it so you have better float, is kind of a, a bullshit thing. Yeah. You know, because they didn't follow through and actually make – bigger diameter wheels they just downsized everything so it would be lighter and you know supposedly roll faster and all this other kind of stuff gotcha so you know that's why i kind of call out that first gen you know it was very very racer boyish it was very much how many grams is this thing you know let's try to make this thing go as fast as we possibly can for a very limited skill set make sure that
0: they're riding it on like pimped out groomed yeah, yeah, you exactly. Know,
1: yeah, super firm conditions, super and stuff.
0: Excellent conditions, you know. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So what's happened now is that we've started to get this big wide range. Like I think I feel like the forty five north tires, those are the first tires that are actually really practical for a pretty broad range of t- you okay. know conditions. Whereas like you know the the three point eight inch minions, I'm just gonna call those out. Okay. You know the the thing that you know they're a they're narrow. <laughs> yeah. So you don't have a lot of float inherently in them. But then they're very low profile because the tire casing so you know, it's so skinny and mm-hmm. you're putting it on this big wide rim, there isn't a lot of tire there. So, you know, the, the they're very short tire. So uh, so what happens is you start to let air out and you don't have a lot of range to work with to start with. So they have a much more narrow pressure range where they feel good before you start bottoming out on the rim. Okay. So, you kind of limit your float ability that way, too. It's like, it's not only are you limiting, like, they're skinnier. Right. But now it's like you you don't have the same range of pressure you can work with. All so, right. their, their window, like their sweet spot, whatever you want to call it, is much more narrow than a bigger tire. And the, the plus side to this, I've only talked about kind of negatives, but the plus side to a taller tire is that, um it bounces more you know it's like so you you know that that is not necessarily a good thing if you're riding on dirt condition or really firm conditions and things like that and you're launching off of stuff you're catching air you're you know going over roots and rocks you're doing off-camber stuff you know that tire stability like a taller tire is it's not as stable so it waggles around it'll fold over at low pressures all these other kind of things so it feels really funky okay You know, when you're in powder or other conditions like that where it's very soft, there's so much wiggly waggle going on. You know, it doesn't make a difference how pressurized your tires are and like how you know stable that casing is. You know, you're there's stuff going on all over the place. But when you're on hard conditions, like if you're riding on dirt, a 27.5 by like those 3.6 inch tires, I mean, they're like they're like really sweet plus tires, basically. Yeah, 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 you know, so it's like, I mean. For that application, they'd be really, really rad. But they're just—they're not a good winner setup.
0: And the knobs are taller.
1: Not necessarily. Okay.
0: All right. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Van Helga one.
1: Well, okay. So, so like in the case of the Van Helga, that's that's right. a, that's a narrow tire. No, not not by twenty-seven point five standards. Oh, okay. All right. I mean it's. If, when i compared to somebody who was on a 26 inch van helga yeah it was basically the same exact width it's just way big in diameter okay so like the diameter of that thing is i don't remember it's 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 almost 29 plus sized okay you know it's, it's a it's a really big diameter so that's that that's i think it's it's a little bit bigger than like a butter a loo okay you know so it, it's very big diameter wow you know that
0: it's big, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah this yeah. is
1: why I talk about diameter being the limiting factor, yeah. because like the diameter of it, if I remember right, it's a little bit bigger than a button and a I want to say it's like a quarter shoot. inch bigger diameter, half inch bigger diameter. So you know that's where this this thing gets really big in the frame, and you know it. That's that, a big tire. Yeah, exactly. And it, you know, depending on what your bike's like, it can really affect your bottom bracket height and a lot of these other things like that. And this that's where you know it's like it's a significantly bigger diameter. Now we've said a whole bunch and I wanted to actually say this at the beginning and I forgot to say this at the beginning, but there's a big asterisk on this entire podcast that I feel like is really, really important to emphasize is that if you look at, you know, we're going to say a lot of things about the performance of a 27.5 tire versus a 26 inch tire, but it is all relative. Yeah. And if you look at, the percentage diameter difference between a 27.5 and a 26 inch tire that is 4.5 percent difference okay that isn't shit sorry yeah. i had a cat in my lap yeah he's being really annoying that's a nasty cat yep um it, so 4.5 percent
0: 4.5 percent difference between
1: a 27 and a half inch wheel yeah the diameter of 27.5 versus 26 okay actually not with the a tire choice. on it well, it, either way, I okay. mean, pretty much everything scales proportionally unless they start doing these weird things like I talked about before with the low profile tires. Then, in that case, then you know, the amount of diameter increase you get out of the tire casing, yeah, it, on a 27.5 was considerably less with that first generation, right? You know, versus a 26 or the same labeled size.
0: So, is a four and a half percent size increase
1: good thing or a bad thing well i mean it it's the reason why okay so let me kind of give a couple of comparators for this so one comparator another wheel size debate that a lot of us who have been riding for a while are familiar with when things went from 26 to 29 inches okay that is an 11.2 percent difference okay so you know that is a significantly bigger jump okay and I think, you know, most people that kind of went through that were like, whoa, 26-inch bike, 29-inch bike, way different feel. Totally. So, this is, you know, it's not quite a third, but it's not a half, that's for sure, right, of right. the jump when you're talking 26 fat versus 27.5 fat. So, okay, let's look at it a different way. Let's talk about another comparator. So, think about normal soft conditions riding. Okay. Let's say you've got 5 PSI in your tires. Right. And, you know... So let's say it's a super soft day, you should be at like three or four per you know psi. What is the difference there? And it's like in anybody who's ridden, you know, like on those soft conditions, and like all of a sudden it's like you know they let out, you know, half psi psi. Sure, they're like holy shit! It makes a big big right. big difference. What's and the
0: what's the percent? Oh, go ahead.
1: Well, so it's, so if you go from let's say five psi to four psi, yeah, it's twenty percent. Yeah. So there there's a lot of these other factors. They can have a much, 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 much bigger effect than changing the diameter.
0: Ah. Ah. Okay? Gotcha.
1: Yeah. Click. So, yeah. So there, there's a lot of these different things where it's like there's, you know, when you think about the range that we move through as far as the pressure of our tires or these other things like that. Or even sure. like if you go like a four inch wide tire up to a four point eight inch tire, you know, I don't it's that's beyond my like oh. alcohol addled brain at this point to figure out what the percentage, the percentage is. You can't do the percentage on that one? I, no, I, not, I, not at this 13 point. 13 and a quarter? No, actually, I think I think that's going to be another 20 percenter, but I could be wrong about that. I but, won't hold you to it. But anyway, the point. Yeah, you know, you know um, the bottom line is that is a much bigger percentage than what we're talking about with this rim diameter change. Okay. So everything we talk about, we're talking subtle differences. They're not super, super significant. We're, we're splitting hairs. Yeah, if everything else is kept equal, so you're on the same exact tire, same exact width, same effort, same exact same pressure. Watch, yeah, watts. same conditions, you know, but you're just talking 26 versus 27.5. It's only 4.5% difference. It's not that big a deal. Same amount of fireball in the flask. Yep. Yep. On the way to the ride, the same things happen. Though. So that, that's my big asterisk okay. on everything here. So, okay. so that said, um, wait. I had a
0: conversation yesterday with you. Yes. Why is it called 27 and a half when it's not 27 and a half?
1: I think that was just a marketing decision. Okay.
0: Um, I I found out yesterday it's not 27 and
1: No, a half. it isn't. It's it's actually, like, if you look, okay, this, this is a side thing. If you actually look at the diameters of 26 inch, 27.5 and 29, um, there really is like a three inch, diameter difference between a traditional kind of 26 inch tire like with like a two ish two and a quarter inch tire okay that's about 26 inch diameter like if you actually measure the outside of the the tire okay and then if you put that same size you know two two and a quarter inch tire on a 29er that actually measures 29 inches in diameter okay so there's a three inch difference but if you put that same two to two and a quarter inch tire on a 27.5 it measures way closer to 27 inches than 27 and a half okay and it was kind of just a marketing thing where they were trying to market this as this is the in-between size where you get the benefits of both yeah. so they call it 27.5 but i'm not
0: gonna call it 27.5 it's anymore. not i'm gonna call it twenty seven.
1: Yeah, it's, what that about. really is more what it is. It's more 27, so yeah. it's much closer to a 26-inch wheel yeah. size than it is to a 29-inch wheel size. And so much of the wheel debate stuff, and this kind of gets back to why I'm like 4.5%, it's not a big a deal. Right. You, know, you know, the 26 to 29 was very polarizing, and there was a big effect because, you know, it's like way over 10%. This is like a third of that. Yeah, not you know it's a little more than that. It's not, but it's not a half. Right. You know, it's like there is not a huge difference here. Right, but you know there are serious ramifications. Does it fit in your bike? And when you know there's certain conditions where I think that the performance advantage can be more than four point five percent. There's just a lot of factors involved. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> I gotta we gotta take a break. Yep, I
0: gotta process some things, and we'll be right back. Corner, live your life a corner in a car, and in a eat, the you've been drinking, <laughs> worth So we're back and um, you're in the middle of a if you just joined us, you are in the middle of a, of a 27 <laughs> discussion. No longer twenty seven and a half discussion, um, but here's here's what I was thinking about the whole time that I was trying to process what you were explaining to me and and sharing with me. Um, if the difference, okay, let's go back to the four point five percent difference between twenty seven and a half and twenty six inch fat tires, whatever. Yep. Um, and the width of your tire is a larger percentage difference, and the pressure that you run your tires at is a larger percentage difference and the amount of the the size of your turd that you had that day <laughs> is a larger percentage <laughs> difference in performance why even have the discussion why even spend the time talking about such a 4.5 a percent difference well as for... a, at an in, uh, insignificant i think okay so Aren't those val-
1: more valuable things to talk about then uh no, they are not more valuable things to talk about because, you know, basically these are the standards that we're working from and it doesn't make a difference how much we theorize about how they shouldn't have done, you know, 27, they should have done 29 or this, that or whatever. You know, the bottom line is this is what we got. Okay. Now, I will say, I... I if you're going to start up a whole nother blooming standard do it right i okay. wish that track had gone a little bigger okay you know it's like i wish they had gone for you know a six seven eight percent difference or whatever it's like you know they because there's a million different standards out there for these different wheel sizes okay and they could have chosen a different one but they happened to just choose what was already being used in the mountain bike world you know you got 20 you know, twenty six. 27.5, and you got 29. 29, if you did that with fat, you would have just these enormous wagon wheels. Right. It would not be practical for a lot of people. Um, even though it might have some really good performance characteristics in certain conditions, it's just not that practical for most sized riders. You'd mm-hmm. have to be like big, dorky people like me. Mm-hmm. So by you know looking at the three standards, and they go, oh, okay, 27.5, it's bigger than 26, so it's closer to being, quote-unquote, better more efficient whatever the heck you want to call it you know that was like the only real option they had so they went with that okay but i wish they'd gone a little bigger i will totally agree with that that said we do need to put this 4.5 percent into context because i've kind of belittled the 4.5 percent and said it doesn't make a difference because it really doesn't you know i mean compared to some of the other things you can do but i think there there are scenarios where and and also let me say you know when we talk about the 4.5%, this is that is just strictly a diameter percentage difference. You know, there are so many factors that go into tire performance and what actually happens out on the trail. Yeah. You know, it's like You can have varying conditions, you can end up having varying tread patterns, you can have varying pressures, you can have varying casings, like there are some casings that, you know, like deal with low pressures better than other ones. So, you know, it's like a tire can be really good in low pressure and it can suck at higher pressure or vice versa or whatever, you know, blah, 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 you know, there's all these factors that go into it. That is what we absolutely love about fat biking on snow. Every time you go out there, it's different totally. and it's rad. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you kind of have to feel it out and get used to it. And then you got to tweak your setup. And it's just, that's the thing that's awesome about it. So, you know, it's important to keep in mind that a 26 inch setup, that if you really know it well, and you are very attuned to it and you got a good tire quiver and you like like, okay, I'm going to have these conditions, I'm going to have these tires, I'm going to have this pressure, if you nail all of that, you can easily have a better setup than 27.5. Or if you just have a very, and I think this is what applies to more riders, if you just have like maybe like one tire that's got a really wide sweet spot and you know how to get your pressure right for it. Or you have maybe, like, two tires or two sets of wheels. Like, you and I, that's typically what we've always done. Had two sets of wheels. Have, like, sort of a studded set and then have a deep winter set, you know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if you know those two and you know where they excel and you look at your conditions, you're like, yep, this is the setup for today. You know, that can be a more effective thing than, like, the quote-unquote quiver killer, you know, or whatever, like, going with one 27-inch setup.
0: Yeah. It's probably a different podcast, and maybe you want to think about it in the future, but I think a lot of um people that fat bike have one set of wheels and they have one set of tires that came on that set of wheels yep. and that's what they run. Yep. And you know, I guess I don't know I don't know. I guess I wanna hear about the this the nuances or the performance um differences of this twenty
1: seven and a half. Oh so okay and to kind of speak to that
0: the, because i'm just a guy who keeps the same tires i'm a fat bike and i like fat biking well,
1: yeah right. yeah no no and i think you know i think that's a really 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 good point point. and my early impressions are that 27.5 might have a wider sweet spot than 26 okay and i'll i hopefully will remember to explain more on that in a minute but the thing though is that like you know like i said i've said it a couple times already you know I commend Trek for coming out, swinging on this 27.5 and having kind of a fairly complete range for one company of tires available. Mm -hmm. You know, they've got something that's aggressive. they got something that's kind of more in between. they got something that's, you know, faster rolling. They've got two different sort of float options with the casing. That said, up until this year, you know, it's like, if somebody asked me, I'm getting a bike, what size wheels should I get? Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm like, okay, this is a person who's only going to run, they're going to rock one setup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would never have told him to go 27.5 in the past. I always would have said 26. Would you now? I can finally say, all right, yeah, if I know how this person rides enough, yep, there's going to be some really good tire options that are available to have a nice big wide sweet spot that'll work for you. Um,
0: I want to get into the sweet spots. The the more sweet spots, sweet spots for 27 over 26, but if I'm a noob, and I'm getting a fat bike?
1: I don't think it makes a difference. You can go 26, you can go 275. Okay. Right. You're you're going to be covered on either end.
0: Okay. All right. If yeah. I'm getting a new fat bike, I might look at that bigger wheel size.
1: Well, the big reason why I mean like if if you're just going to like get the bike and just ride the shit out of it, you know, you're going to you're going to be served well if you go 275. If it's a true 27.5 bike and it can fit the 4.5 inch tires, okay, you know, you can do the full range on it, you're going to be served just as well with that as you would be if you were getting a 26 inch bike, okay, because you know, from the little bit I can tell, you know, you finally have the same kind of you know, deep powder conditions of stuff available, you got the full range, you know, or to the racy end.
0: Would there be ever any reason to get a bigger a 27.5 bike? And then have another set of twenty-six inches? Would
1: yeah, I mean, mean I, I kinda it... can see that. I mean okay. it's just you know the twenty-six inch is lighter. It's gonna accelerate faster. Okay. If um you're dealing with fairly high like spring snow conditions, super hard, super smooth, super mm-hmm. fast. Yeah. Um having a little bit lighter setup, I can see being a bigger advantage than a little bit lower rolling resistance you'd get from a 27.5 setup okay you know but in general I mean I don't I think on the race course 27.5 is definitely the better option okay and so <laughs> um I ended up writing up a potential article for fatbike.com that I'm still not sure 100% if I want to end up publishing okay. because what I what. When you look back at that interview we ended up doing with the track engineers and right. Travis Brown, yeah, um, they referenced a bunch of documents. Uh, one of them is this book called Bicycle Science, yeah, and then Bicycle Science is basically a summary of all the science that you know, all the engineering principles and stuff like that. They that this one professor from MIT could end up kind of pulling out of a variety of different sources. And there's one key chapter in there where they talk about the rolling resistance of different wheels and tire sizes and things like that. And they kind of get into this, you know, what the mathematical models say. And that's not 100% applicable to this, but there's a lot of generalities that you can take out of all that science and apply to the fat bike world. The thing, though, is that the fat bike world is so varied and so changing from day to day and even hour to hour that it's like it's really hard to end up making really broad generalizations however what you can say is bigger diameter rolls with lower rolling resistance and that is especially and that's 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 on a hard surface for sure you know it's like if you look at I guess kind of and I'm going to make this a bit stronger statement in a second but if you look at what ended up happening like in the time trial world and stuff like that you know there was a bunch of bikes in the like the nineties and eighties and stuff where they were making like little wheels on them and stuff like that. Um, and they went away from that and went back up to regular full size 700 C wheels because those 700 C wheels rolled with lower rolling resistance than the smaller diameter wheels. did. Okay. Um, they've also started to find if you're on rough surfaces, wider, it rolls faster, than narrow, right? We've talked. You know, about this if before. We're, and then it will also lower in the pressure because right. you, you know, the suspension losses and stuff sure. like that. So there's some definitive science saying a couple of things like this. Now, to kind of go a step further with this diameter thing, you know, like like I said, we know on a hard surface a bigger diameter rolls with less rolling resistance than a smaller diameter. On soft surfaces, it's even more so. Why? Because what happens is your contact patch changes shape. And like I actually looked at like all the math and stuff on this and stuff and I was like, oh, oh, okay. You know, and like you look at how it how it relates, you know, proportionally, like what the mathematical equation is. Okay. But bottom line is, um, there's there's a fairly significant difference. Like the the way Trek stated it that you can more efficiently gain float by diameter than you can by width. Okay. Is an entirely Accurate and a really, really good way of putting it. Okay. So, um, y- you can k- the w- w- enough math dork stuff. Let's set that okay. aside. Okay. All right. So where where I've noticed it is on the trail when you're breaking trail.
0: Okay. Keep so
1: going. so if I have got these Van helgas which are like you know three point eight inches wide, right? I can basically go through way deeper, way gnarlier, you know, fresh powder conditions and like where I'm breaking trail, yeah, way easier than I would be otherwise. And this is, you know, I'm gonna delve back into math dorkitude, but it's like hopefully these are terms that people kind of understand. So let's say you're breaking trail and you know let's start talking numbers here to kind of bring it back to this 4.5% provide some context. So <laughs> let's say you're breaking trail and putting out 200 watts and in this instance just as a theoretical let's say it takes about 150 watts to compress the snow and you're riding up a hill so you got 50 watts going into basically powering you up the hill changing your uh, kinetic energy into potential energy to use the, the physics term for it so Let's say that you end up having a 5% narrower. And I'm just going to use 5% instead of 4.5% because it's easier to work with math-wise. So let's say we have a 5% narrower and longer contact patch. So everything else is the same. You just are basically compressing a narrower path. So a 5% decrease in the amount of snow you're compressing. So if you decrease that 150 watts that it takes to compress the snow down by five percent that'll go down to 142.5 watts and now if you're still putting out 200 watts total you'll have 57.5 watts to move you forward so or to climb the hill so in other words your power ended up going from 50 watts to move you up the hill up to 57.5 which is a 15 percent increase in the amount of power to take you up the hill which is a significant amount it's a lot more than just you know the 4.55 percent whatever um, amount of the change in the contact patch that's the one place where I really notice that we've seen a sizable difference going with a a narrower longer contact patch but so in those kind of conditions it can make having the narrower having an either a narrower tire or having the same amount of float you know, or in a more efficient package, in a narrower package, can make a very significant difference on if you can make it up a hill or not. Because a wider diameter tire compa- has a bigger print. It has a, a narrower and more elongated More print. elongated. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. this, I don't think this physically is a correct way of visualizing it, but it's like, it's almost like you've got more of your tire drafting. You no, know, like the, the trail that it almost. makes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's like, and they, I tend to think of drafting just because of, you know, road cycling and stuff like that, where you get more people, you can kind of like suck off the person, but
0: stop right there. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was not going the right, <laughs> right, right way. Right, 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 right. But, you know,
0: it's like you're sucking your own wheel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just having a narrower you know pat, you know patch makes a big difference as far as the amount of effort it takes to break trail. So is that
0: why there's a better a larger sweet spot for those diameter tires? Correct. Okay.
1: That's that's that where I would argue that I feel like the sweet spot's bigger in those kind of conditions like when you're breaking trail going okay. uphill, you're barely able to make it. It can be really beneficial. But the flip side of that coin where the 275 is not as beneficial is that um Having a narrow contact patch means that, you know, like a major part of like when you're right at the edge of traction going up a hill Mm -hmm. is your balance and keeping your weight above that contact patch. As Mm -hmm. long as you keep your center of gravity above that contact patch, you're not going to fall over. So – the wider the tire, the more stable it oh, is. Oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So if you have this really narrow contact patch, you might be able to get up the hill very efficiently, as far as your power to weight ratio and all those other kind of rigmarole. But you might have to have your technique just flipping dialed. Yeah. To be able to keep your weight over the contact patch. So that's the thing that I've noticed. Like, and. I've noticed it a lot in previous years as tires have gotten wider in the 26 inch world. I'm like, oh man, this thing is like super forgiving. You know, it's like (laughs) I can be like, you know, brapping all over the place. You know, the rear wheel can be like getting in ruts and sliding sideways, and you know, it's like I can just keep on going. It's like I'm on a stand up paddleboard going down this trail. Yeah, yeah. You know, whereas like when I'm on the 27.5 and you know, especially with these 3.8 inch tires, which are pretty narrow, it's like it's very, very, very sensitive. You know, it's like so if the bike gets thrown off a little bit, it's it's really easy for me to screw up and then have to put a foot down so is nowhere near as forgiving in those conditions okay although it is more efficient and you can get up some stuff like if you nail it you can get up stuff that you wouldn't be able to necessarily otherwise and you know the same width tire or whatever or maybe a slightly narrower tire or gotcha. n- slightly wider tire with the 26 so there there's there's a lot of pros and cons you know going both ways and it's like i think there's some conditions where the 27.5 is really significant
0: okay well, let's let's put this one to rest then. Or, or maybe maybe you've got more math to share with us about uh, about how the twenty seven. It's not half. a half. Twenty seven inch tire is. <laughs> I, I think
1: what I need to do is like basically publish this article that I talked about. Yeah, where it just gets into the math dorkitude. Yeah, and it's it's it makes. Definitive statements about stuff that you can't really make definitive statements about because it's math instead of what actually happens in snow with fat bikes and different tire pressures and all sorts of other craziness. Wow.
0: So okay,
1: yeah, we've got a couple other things to talk about. Yeah, let's let's take
0: another quick break, um, and then we'll wrap it up with oh gosh,
1: some product stuff and like yeah, more tires. University of yeah, University (laughs) of Alaska. Yeah, more tires.
0: The finale of 36, Um, now that we don't have to talk about wheel size anymore. Um, (laughs) But an interesting uh, test about
1: how how does your hub perform? How how much does the hub slow you down? (laughs) So this is actually kind of interesting when you talk about numbers. So University of Alaska tested a variety of different fat bike hubs at different temperatures to find out how much drag there was in them. And right. they, they had a really nice, rigorous way of testing it. They've so far published their results for um, rear hub drag at 15 degrees. They do it in two different ways. They do it coasting. They do it, like, pedaling. Yep. So they, you know, they totally covered all the different scenarios, and, you know, that's really sound. And this was published by um, Fatback. It's on their website. on their blog. Yeah. Um, of course, it comes out very favorably for fastback um mm-hmm. but it's still enlightening um yeah. and i think it, i do think it's valid information um is is it a considerable amount i mean i mean so, what are we talking so okay going back to numbers and watts and stuff right. like that like your average rider if they're riding fairly hard is going to put out you know 200 ish watts okay and if you look at the range of this like um 100 of that
0: is for compacting snow and another 100 is for forward
1: motion (laughs) well but okay so you want to talk about your five percent difference yeah we got the five percent difference right right here so if you look at like when coasting the difference between like the fat back you know hub and um the uh, 907 you're talking over five um you know five watts right so they, okay, if you if you put out 200 watts, that's not five percent. That's two and a half percent, but that's yeah. halfway there. Right. Um, and if you look at the difference, you know, when you're pedaling, it ended up being almost seven percent difference, or excuse me, a three point five percent difference. It's seven watt difference. Yeah. yeah so yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. it's like, you know, you choose the wrong hub, and you're almost at the same difference as your wheel size change. So <laughs> keep that in mind. There you go. But but so <laughs> they had some really really good numbers, and this was really interesting data, and you know. Um, I mean, I don't know how much they wore these things in and blah, 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 sure. blah, blah. I haven't read up into all those kind of details. I don't know if the details are available. But they're supposed to be having another test coming out where they tested at negative 20 degrees Fahrenheit. I think it was Fahrenheit, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, which will be interesting. And my guess is it's going to basically take this trend and it's going to you know extend it.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was good stuff to check out.
1: Yeah. So yeah, it's some interesting stuff for you geeks out there. Right, right. Um another thing that I was really stoked about, um this the totally different. XDR pedals. Those those are my favorite pedals. Okay. Um I've had really, really good success with them. Um and you can now get them with three millimeter shorter spindles
0: okay so, so
1: fat bikes can have really wide cranks okay. that bothers some people okay so you know if if you're one of the people out there who has knee problems with a fat stance setup yeah you can go with narrower pedals so okay. if you look at like you know there's you can take this to extremes so like the Otso or the um the rocky mountain the they made a Susie q yeah both of those are narrower q factor cranks. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you ended up putting these pedals on, you'd get closer to, oh. like, a normal mountain bike stance. Okay. Or if you're on your regular fat bike, you put these on, you basically get the equivalent of going to the Atso or the Suzy Q, but you're on your regular fat bike. Huh. You know, so it, it's a way to, like, um get the biomechanics of your bike to fit you better. Just for XDR. Yeah, just, that's the specialized one, but if I remember right, I know Speedplay... They've had a variety of spindle lengths. Um, I think the Does I think all theirs are longer. I don't think they go shorter. Oh. I might be wrong. They might oh, have a shorter. You might make them. You can get the longer ones. Yeah, they might have not sh- shorter than standard. Yeah, they might have a shorter. Uh, they might have one that's a little bit shorter. Okay. I know. Um, speed play. Yeah. Or not speed play. Um, uh, crank brothers. Okay. Uh, with the egg beaters. That the tie spindles, I know, are three millimeters shorter than the steel, the steel ones. I think they might make a shorter steel spindle, too. Okay. So that's another one where you can kind of tweak that stance if, you know, the wide cranks are bothering so you. So two
0: wasn't enough and four was too much? <laughs> <laughs> it, it Just three because? I don't know. Like Babe Ruth or something? I,
1: I, okay. <laughs> when it comes to pedal spindles, you're dealing with... It's very hard to make them much shorter. You just okay. you don't have a lot of clearance and stuff like that. Yeah. So I think they like basically did as much as they could without really
0: altering the design. Yeah. I wonder how much I'm going to rub my crank arm with the shorter ones already. I mean,
1: are you talking about like where your shoe rubs? Yeah. Where your crank my arm? shoe yeah, rubs against it. So yeah, that's I do the same thing. But yeah. there, there's other people that you know it's just the opposite, and they're heels are kind of canted out a little more and gotcha. Those are a lot of times where the people like a narrower stance.
0: I didn't know you were so stoked about the short spindle. I thought you were going to be so oh, no, super it's, stoked it's, about the last it's part not of the, for
1: uh, me. It's just I think that's it I think that is a thing that bike, you know, pedal manufacturers should be doing. Okay. I think there there's enough to accommodate vari- going wider. Yeah. I mean yeah. there's enough variation in different you know, you know, basically body styles yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is that is a really easy way to change for the positive somebody's riding experience okay and having a company offer that i think is it's it's noteworthy cool. cool they get a gold star gotcha well
0: let's end this thing with one of our favorite tire companies then let's
1: talk more <laughs> tires yeah so what's going um, on Maxis? so i ended up seeing a copy of the 2019 maxis Tire catalog. Oh. Jeez. <laughs> and you went to work the next day? Yeah, exactly. Holy cow. Uh, yep. Yeah. So what is really rad is they... <laughs> I have ex- think that is hilarious. <laughs> I happen to see the catalog. No, but, but what's cool about this is that um, I've been really excited about, and this doesn't have anything to do with Fab Wagon. This is kind of plus on the edge. Um, 29 by 2.6. I really have liked that tire size.
0: Um, okay, yeah, yeah. That's
1: what I rode a, a ton this summer. Right. And um, my, probably one of my all-time most favoritist ever tires. Like, like there's been a couple tires that most I like will ride for ever. like a decade. And I'm okay. just like, these tires are awesome. And I, I kind of like think the the uh, Maxxis Recon 2.6, 29 by 2.6, yeah. is, that's one of those tires. It's like, I just absolutely love that tire. And it's worked really well um, for me over the last like year and a half or whatever. And Maxxis is now going to start making a bunch of other tires in that same ca- uh, casing size. Okay. So the Icon, yeah, that was a tire that I really wanted to get in two point six. Like run an Icon two point six on the rear, and then a Recon on the front. That will be a really, really, really sweet setup if your bike will fit it. <laughs> They're making all kinds of two sixes now. Yeah. So you know, so the dork out on casings like the Icon twenty nine by two point six comes in two different. Like, sort of styles a 60 TPI dual compound and 120 uh, TPI triple compound. Okay. So, kind of a a, one model will come on stock bikes and the other one will be the Chi Chi one that like rolls really well, a little bit lower rolling resistance, like a little high performance rubber compound. All right. The Recon, this is one of the things that they made it better. Yeah. So, they, they used to only have those two options, like the 60 TPI dual compound and then the 120 TPI triple compound triple. but now they add another one. They've had a third casing and it's their EXO plus okay. which um I Maxxis tires like with their EXO casing is okay, but it's like you will still slice sidewalls if you're okay. if you're in an area that's really you know tough on tires. So what this does is it adds a whole another layer. It's it's called their um, I think it's like Silkworm Silk Shield. Silk Shield that's what it was. Um, and what it does is that goes from bead to bead, and then you still have the EXO on the sidewalls. So it basically reinforced the entire casing, sidewalls and under the tread.
0: And under the tread. Yeah. So
1: that is a I think that's a pretty significant thing for adding to the tire durability, but it doesn't take away that much from the suppleness. It doesn't, yeah. you know. Okay. Doesn't add a ton of weight. You know, it's like it's one of those things where it makes it just that little bit more durable, which is really handy. This is um in response to consumer maybe i think i think most people are like getting on this 2.6 inch side and being like this is rad okay this is you know i like, i think i've talked about tire sweet spots yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know i think this kind of like really bridges that gap between a plus tire yeah and a regular tire okay and it it doesn't suck anywhere and it works pretty darn good in a big wide range
0: yeah it fits on all kinds of rims
1: yeah, and Doesn't it, you it? Know, well it changes shape. All, all of these are designed around the quote unquote wide trail, which is what the kind of modern oh, okay. bikes are, you know, like a thirty millimeter, thirty five millimeter rim. Okay. Um that's what I've run, either a thirty or thirty five, and it's worked really well on both. Can you run them on smaller? You could, okay. but it's gonna get a little bit floppier. Yeah. Um, like when you get in really hard, grippy conditions okay. so okay. that's not ideal. I mean, they're really designed shape wise and everything to go on a little bit wider rim. Okay. But it'd be these are tires for modern bikes right. for lack of a better way of putting I got it you. Okay. you know like almost any bike that was designed and released this year that this was its first kind of like frame release model year yeah is going to be able to fit a 2.6 inch tire There, mm-hmm. there's a few like like uh yetis don't and a couple other things like that there's a couple notable exceptions but most bikes fit 2.6 inch by 29 inch tire if it's going to fit a 29 because there's all these different options so We got an additional casing option with Recon. We got the Forecaster, which is a really good wet weather tire. Very versatile. Um, That's going to come in the two styles, kind of like the 60 TPI dual compound, 120 TPI triple compound, and then the Minions. You can downhill with these tires now. Well, I wouldn't quite call this downhill. This is more in the trail category with the way these things are built. because. The trail is downhill for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, the minions are like just a, such a great tire. Yeah. And if you look at like they have offered the 29 by 3 inch, yeah. which I've I've ridden. I've got the uh uh DHF and I love that for a front tire, but I'd like to have something just a little bit smaller. No, like no. I wanted to have that two six or two eight, and now they finally are offering it. Gotcha. And they do it in the you know the 60 TPI, EXO casing. They do it with a dual compound. Um, then they ended up doing it with 120 TPI EXO casing with triple compound, and then they offer it with the EXO Plus. So kind of a much more burly triple compound setup. So that's like they basically came out swinging with the minion. The minion is such a rad tire. It's I'm just super stoked. I'm probably going to end up getting a pair of those minions, <laughs> and I'm going to absolutely love it. I can't
0: believe their lineup of tires it's not only types of tires but widths of tires and and casing selections they've got
1: so many skews it's like they've got so many variations on every tire yeah but this is like basically checking all the boxes for the right trends as far as what people have been kind of really digging yeah yeah and i'm i'm just super stoked to end up seeing this because the these were there's a couple tires on here i would have bought hands down this year if i could have got them and they are now offering them gotcha so.
0: All good information, but not useful until springtime when the snow leaves.
1: I don't know. A lot of times with these Maxxis tires, they start rolling in here pretty soon. Oh, really? Yeah. And, it, you know, like a forecaster and a 2.6, oh, that would be really? a sweet tire for, you know, like North Carolina, okay. you know, like Western North Carolina and stuff like that gotcha. over the next little bit. Because that tire would actually work pretty darn good in the snow. It worked pretty darn good in the wet leaves. I mean, that would just be a rad setup. Nice. Yeah, and same with the Minion. It's like the Minion would be pretty darn rad for that setup, too. Cool. Yeah. All so, right. Good things coming.
0: Yeah, and that's show 36. <laughs> Another short one, as planned, <laughs> as, as always scheduled. Um, I think we hit everything. But uh, we'll be back after the new year. Hopefully this – I don't know when this is going to come out, but we'll see what Hopefully, happens. Hopefully, yeah, pretty quick. I'm yeah. going to try to
1: do a turnaround on the All on right. the editing.
0: But uh, we will talk. Next podcast will be midwinter.
1: Yes. Hopefully.
0: Oh, let's hope. I hope. So we can talk on, midwinter conditions and midwinter 27.
1: And <laughs> you, one quick plug. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. We got a race. Yeah. We got a race that people need to come to. Yeah. It's going to be awesome.
0: January 26th.
1: I believe so.
0: Yeah. The Fire Tower Big M. Or is it the Big M Fire Tower? I don't it's know. It's part of the Great Lakes Fat Bike Series. Yep. Um we will probably man, we should try to do a plug with with fatbike.com or something. Um
1: we're gonna put some out. more information out there. Yeah, but th- the bottom line is we've got a really good like eighteen mile loop of just like killer single track. It's got good hills and stuff like that. And we're gonna set it up so that like if you do the long race, you know, the pros are gonna finish in two and a half to three hours. And, you know, Joe Blow, you know, depending on where you're at, it could end up being Three hours, could be four hours. There's going to be a really, 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 really good aid station out there. There is going to um, be a good aid station. And then we're going to have a course. shorter version, which, you know, will be more like for most people, like an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. So, um, we, regardless of what's going on with snow, we should be able to end up having a really good course and it should be really rad riding. Um, so you should come out. January 26th,
0: Wellston, Michigan, Big M. Um, more details to come. Yep. Uh thanks for listening everybody. Um I know that we're not the most uh, s- uh scheduled pers- people <laughs> in the world but every- it's good to know that people are waiting for another fat camp to come out. So we appreciate listeners. Shoot us listening to us. Shoot us an email. Check us out on Instagram. Um shoot give us a phone call. No, just kidding. <laughs> thanks for talking Ken. A lot of good information and we'll see you next time. Cheers.
1: Corner a... Thank you for listening. The music we are using on today's show is the band The Fast Set and their song Straight and Narrow, which is on the Free Mo- Music Archive. You can find all our shows at fat-bike.com, including notes for today's show.